Today is um, Sunday, June seventh, twenty twenty, and um, what we're listening to is uh, "Lift Every Voice and Sing." That was uh, by BB Winans, but uh, we thought it would be uh, interesting to to listen to, um, especially at this time when um, there are still mass demonstrations all in all fifty states, all across the world, uh, um, due to the uh, death of George Floyd at the hands of. Uh, for Minneapolis police officers. So, um, welcome. I mean, uh, I'm, my name is uh, Darren, Darren Oliver. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving my whole name. Uh, <laughs> Darren, Darren, uh, right here. Um, uh, joined with my sister, Daisy O. Daisy O, always ready for the show. And Debbie Dev. Debbie Dev, here in the building. Yeah, so just forgive me as I was just trying to just to recount all the stuff, but I don't know about you guys, but just in the past week, my brain has been very frazzled throughout. It's been very hard to, to concentrate, to um, really focus on things um, because of uh, the images that I was seeing, all the, what you would call trauma porn out there, because it's just all these images of of police aggression or uh, of, of protesters. I mean, there was images the prior week of, of, of just things burning, burning down and burning up, you know? Um, but I think what impacted me the most was seeing those images of those cops and how they interacted with uh, protesters, uh, with how uh, there was the National Guard activated in several states across the country, out here in Los Angeles too. Um, it's a lot. It was a lot to, to look at. You know, seeing people tear gassed is not something that you would, that ever feels comfortable, especially when it's in your own city. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, I just want to open it up to you guys, uh, just how you guys have been feeling just to check in um, and how really, I mean, all this has been affecting you guys. Well, I mean, I'll just uh, reiterate what you're saying, Darren, because I legitimately had a full-on breakdown yesterday that came completely unexpected. Um, and I'll be honest, like, while, after hearing of George Floyd's passing and seeing the video, um, of course, I have a visceral response, but I didn't cry. I didn't it was almost like my body didn't allow me to go through that same trauma again. But after seeing the videos, like you mentioned, Darren, of the protest of um, continued violence against citizens who are exercising their constitutional rights, it just enraged me. Um, and I believe I was talking to my girlfriend, Mary, and just hearing some of the comments she was making about 
other people of color wondering why this is Black Lives Matter, what about Latino lives or Asian lives and some of the issues that have been coming up. And it just really made me sad that other people of color would not understand that we're all in this together, including white people. We are all in this together in order to create change and make a difference, in order to see if, if black people have gone through this for years and have been oppressed for years, guess what? Just like with Native Americans, and I'm just gonna say this, like with Native Americans, they completely almost destroyed that indigenous, those indigenous tribes that belonged here, that were here first. If they're on that same path, which it seems to be the case, because if they don't want to give up their white supremacy, it seems that they're trying to kill Black people, just like they did Native Americans. If we continue down that path, what makes you think as a person of color that you won't be next? Mm -hmm. That was my main thing. And so it's like, just because black people are going through this doesn't mean that your people are not affected by it. All people of color yes. and all white people are affected by these actions and this behavior that human nature and our society has perpetuated for many years that goes back into colorism as well. Um, so that's just what I have to say about it. I just got emotional about it because I know we can make a change and it's time for change, but people really need to come to terms and look in the mirror for themselves and see how they can contribute to the change because it's inevitable at this point. Wow, yeah, thank you so much, Daisy, I mean, for, for sharing. I mean, we didn't even talk about this. Uh, I, I kind of surprised you guys by saying that we we're gonna check in first. Before we were talking for 45 minutes before this, just, you know, trying to talk, figure out what we're gonna talk about, but it's so crucial that, um, you know that 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 point is 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 addressed because it's like yes this has been going on for centuries and when are we gonna like actually be strong enough to say that we're gonna we're gonna stop and, and i mean and it and it did take many other allies of different races and hues of different ethnic backgrounds to stand in solidarity with us which is what i i'm just just so so elated about because we need it they're supporting this, so it's not just us. Because you saw what they did once they figured out that it was for Black Lives. They pulled out the the, the riot gear. They right. were going. They were going to stop it, but then they figured out. Oh, 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 snap! You know, look at the images of us getting white people and us doing this to Latinos and to us doing this to uh, uh, um, uh, Asian or Indian people who are out here. Right. Yeah. yeah so now, now yeah. they really see. Exactly. You know? It's being it's being recorded and it's being broadcasted and I don't know, like just this past week it's just been very overwhelming as it has been for a lot of us just to see the the brutality like that is just and it's just out of control. It's really out of control. And like Daisy said, like I was in I, I I get enraged every time I see a video of police brutality, of, you know, just people being racist, like, and in broad day, like, you know, people, I mean, it was this one video I saw of this um, white guy, it was, 
he had disrupted a protest and was just get trying ganging up on people, just getting in their face, being very disrespectful, telling them "f you," get out of here, um, trying to tear down their posters and everything. It's just like, what the hell is going on? It's just everything. It's just everything. Everybody is just going crazy. Like, and I don't know. I'm. I stay out the way, okay? I go to work and I come home, and that's about it. And I don't know. Like, I I wanted to try and join some of the protests, but, hell, seeing all of that shit on TV or, you know, on social social media, it's like if this shit is going, if a peaceful protest is going to turn out to be violent, like, I don't want no parts. Like, I hate to say that, but it's just like, I'm the type of person I know how I am, you know, and as far as like social media, anything that I see, I'm posting it. That's my way of, you know, showing, you know, that I'm with everybody and what they're doing. And, you know, the, when our voices to be heard and, you know, wanting to, you know, um, be a part of the change and trying to figure out what can we do to change this whole situation, like, and like Daisy said, with everybody, I mean, with the other um, people of color, you know, recognizing that all of us are in this together. This is not just a black issue. This is a human race issue. Like everybody from black people, from um, Latinos, from Asian, from um, Middle Eastern, everybody has dealt with oppression in some way, you know, within their culture, you know, it's, that's just what it has happened. And we just have to come together and figure out what can we do to prevent this from happening. This problem that's been happening for centuries, it's just, we got to come together. Like when does, when does it stop? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And thank you, Darren, for, for highlighting our allies and those people of color and white allies who, you know, identify with our pain, identify with um, yes. the struggle and the mat, like the outrage and being um, con contributors to a positive change. So everyone plays a good a role, whether that means you're out in the streets protesting, whether that means you're an intercessor and you're at home praying for a vision and a world that could change, whether you are someone who's a mental health clinician who's helping black people heal and working with white people to help them understand what ways that they have internal bias, yes, whether yes. you're like, you know, dealing with your own family members. So every every <sighs> single person on this world, and this is why I'm glad that it was it's worldwide and people are contributing worldwide is because every single person, it's a call to action, I do believe, from the heavens for change. And every yes. person is affected by it, which means God is trying to tell us something. We need to shift. We need to shift and do some better things as humans. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, we'll, we'll have to bear the consequences of our actions and it won't be a white person that's trying to punish black people or won't be other races trying to tr punish other races. It'll be God being like, you know what? 
y'all tripping, okay? Yeah. I gave y'all multiple to love each other, and you guys just can't seem to do it. So, you know, um, but I'm just saying, like, God is actually giving us a chance to change, and I'm just very grateful to feel like I am an intercessor in this particular time. Like, I am someone who can meditate and have a quiet space and have moments alone with God where I'm envisioning and seeing a greater purpose for our lives and a great greater ways for interactions and if that's my place i'm accepted that's my place you know right. and i yeah. more power and prayer to the people out there protesting i give them my full energy and attention and it feels like i'm out there with them so absolutely absolutely because it takes many different people in it you know not everybody's going to be able to you know, march along, you know, like I was saying, like, I wish I could, but throughout the week, like I have work and like my, my mission, exactly. my mission, like literally what I do, you know, I'm a social worker. So it's like, I mean, and that's why I even with some conviction, because I couldn't, sometimes I couldn't even focus that much on work because I was just so consumed and trying to figure out what was happening, you know, on and the ground and trying to follow right. Twitter and, and trying to figure out, you know, because I was like, you know what, if I'm, if, you know, cause I was like, man, I, I, I was like, I, I, I'm a be down there, but I was like, what if like somebody calls me and it's like they they you know they need me? And I'm like, oh yeah, uh, everybody saying, right. you know, but the police in the background. I'm like, uh, uh, let me see if I can, uh, you know, <laughs> just being real, just being real. No, for real, for you know, real. like a la like a landlord or somebody calls me and it's like, mm -hmm. it's like I gotta continue on with business and helping house people because that's what I do. You know, that, that's that's my justice that I continue to, to try and do day in day out, but. One of these days, you know, because right now, everybody, because it's a cleansing. You, you, you see, when you go out there and you're able to march in solidarity with other people, that is a cleanse that you are mm -hmm. able to, to take. That is you cashing your burdens, you know, by shouting mm -hmm. out loud, you know, screaming out to the heavens, you know, mm -hmm. asking for, 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 for the rain of God to pour down upon you, at least from, mm -hmm. from my perspective, you know, because everyone is in unison and everyone is chanting. There is no other better way besides being in church on a Sunday morning and everybody's on key, you know, like, <laughs> excuse me, uh, you have to edit that out, but, uh, <laughs> but, but my, my point is, is that like, for a lot of people, they've been exposed to protesting for the first time in their lives. And it actually means something. And some of it was primed by the fact that we've been shut inside for so long, mm -hmm. for going on three months now. Exactly. So a lot of people, down, everybody what? has this pent up. I mean, and then as well, as we talked about last week, it's been three incidences of us finding out Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna mm -hmm. Taylor. And then this one was just the, the straw that broke the camel's back to where right broke the camel's back right volcano exploded exactly everybody was like okay we are gonna get the fuck up out this house excuse my language right. we are gonna get up out this house and we are gonna get in these streets and we are gonna make our voices heard like right. that's the bottom line like everybody has been cooped up in the house and they like okay no and y'all forcing us to watch this shit and y'all expecting us not to do nothing about it like y'all got the game twisted okay right, right. Exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I wanted to mention that quote um i found it from martin luther king jr is injustice any anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere yeah that's yes. why i've mentioned every single human being 
has to be a committed to change. Right. And that has to come from within. That has to come from silencing yourself and looking in the mirror and saying, what can I do? Exactly. I'm worrying about all these other people and what they're doing because it's a judgment. God called us not to judge others. Mm-hmm. But what can I do to contribute to this change? And what, you know, the universe and God is calling me to be in terms of different are um, affecting change in a positive way. Mm-hmm. If you're not along with that, I do believe you'll continue to be a zombie in this world. And that's why I love zombie movies and um zombie shows i do think that it's a representative of a lot of people walking around in this world we may we they may not look that way outwardly but inward there is zombies Mm -hmm. they have been programmed to have Mm anti-black feelings yes Mm -hmm. there's zombies so what this is an awakening Mm-hmm. And this is a time for us to help them change and for us to change ourselves right. you know, and move in a positive direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like what you said about that because it's just like, it's like a cognitive dissonance with some of these people. It's just like, it's a disconnect. Like <laughs> literally some of these people who are reacting so aggressively towards the protesters and you're asking yourself, hmm, makes you wonder really what are you standing for like obviously you're a racist you know obviously you believe that you are superior superior enough to say that you know f those niggers out there you know forget them they did bad things they needed to be killed yep like literally you don't care you literally do not care. That's why I like Drew Brees. You know, like, have you guys heard about Drew Brees, what he did, what he said? Wow. He said all lives matter. Yeah, so he stood up there. They had asked him about Colin Kaepernick, you know, in the context of all this. Like, hey, was you know, what's up? You know, what, what about that whole thing with Colin Kaepernick? And mm-hmm. so instead of actually recognizing anything about what this movement right now that has been started in the last yeah, two weeks, black. what it's actually about, right. about Black Lives Matter, he decided to go back to talking about the flag. Oh, my great-grandfather, my grandfather served in World War One and Two, and, you know, I always respect the flag. Oh, oh, what does that have to do with anything right now? You're talking about going getting getting chicken pancakes and stuff like that right now. We're not even talking about that. You know, you might as well say, well, you get your oil changed and jiffy lube. You know, like, 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 literally what you said was completely, like, it was just, so... So, that. and that's what you can even take it into consideration. That's the freaking thing. Like, what are you even talking about? Why are you talking about the fucking flag? Okay, we're talking about Black Lives Matter, and you not even like he's not even he didn't he, right, he don't care. And then he wanted to come back and like um obviously apologize, but then he, he had posted a picture that I saw somebody had said he had paid for. Like a picture of a white hand and a black hand, like linked up like this or something, and I forgot it's one of the um the social media um influencers or whatever had posted that um he had bought the picture. And Devin, he did not apologize until his peers, and this is why I'm like, yes, 
we need to be holding each other accountable. accountable. It was not until his peers who are celebrity athletes came after him. And right. they said, LeBron James said, what are you even talking about, man? You completely missed the point. Like all of these really high profile celebrity athletes mm -hmm. after him with a toughness on Twitter. And it wasn't that he had to look in the mirror and mm -hmm. say, you know what? No. I don't even think it was that because later he said that and he made that statement in the morning and then later in the evening he doubled down on it and then all of a sudden the next morning some PR person wrote this this structured statement for him to put on his Instagram and his tune changed and wow. yes it was because his teammates said that but part of it is like he's a quarterback right and you know What's what, what everybody else supposed to be doing? What that lineman supposed to be doing, right? They're supposed to be doing what? Protecting the quarterback. Protecting the quarterback. So oh. if all of them, if all oh, of them. Oh, yeah, say the word. Uh-huh. She said say the word. What word? Come on. Give the word. No, yeah. give the word. So if all of the offensive linemen say, well, oh, let, let's just let's just electric slide this way. Oh. Do the Cuban shovel to the right, you know. Go ahead, go through there. You know, let Drew Brees get sacked. Ooh, you know, okay. I think, I mean, part of it is that him realizing, you know, that fact, right, right. That, that his other right. team members were, they spoke out against him. And so he did that whole statement. Now, other people, I think like it was uh, the great coach, Tony Dungy, which, you know, was one of the, was I think he was the first African-American uh, coached, uh, remembered to win uh, the Super Bowl with the with the Colts with Peyton Manning, you know, mm -hmm. back in the day. You know, he's on Football Night in America on NBC. So mm -hmm. I remember seeing um, he had made a comment saying like, "Oh, well, Drew Brees shouldn't be afraid to say what what um, you know to say what's on his mind." And I was like, "Yeah, I agree." You know, I mean, but you know, this yeah. isn't a part of cancel culture because he was basically saying like, "Oh, well, we shouldn't cancel him out." You know, and, and but the thing that Tony Dungy did that, that annoyed me was that he was talking about, like, the fact that we don't need a National Guard and we don't need, like, looters and rioting. And I'm like, part of that bothered me. But let, let, let's just finish about Drew Brees and then I'll get to that other point. Mm -hmm. about why that bothered me. But uh, um, the fact is, is that Drew Brees, I feel like, of course, he was pressured to release that PR statement and now to do a complete 180 and now talk about how he needs to, uh, um, that he's going to accept this fight for, for justice, you know, but you know, he's not thinking about that. You think he's thinking about black lives matter? What no. he was thinking about? No. No. no, 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 but he is for the new Orleans, new Orleans saints, which is yeah. a primarily black community. Right. He but he's a good old boy. He's from Texas. His, his father, both of his parents are lawyers and he grew up in, in a, like in an upper class neighborhood, right? He doesn't know anything about that, right? He, he, so it, it didn't come to mind when they asked him that question. Yeah. I mean, and and that's okay, but I'm like, nobody is canceling Drew Brees, but people need to check Drew Brees, yeah, right? Now, now the check culture. Now what people are equating to the cancel culture and the check culture, I think. I think, it, you know, it does a disservice because nobody is canceling him. People, you know, but the fact is, is that you need to hold people accountable, you know, and, and, uh, um, and I'm glad that, you know, hopefully his mind is changed and he's not just saying this, this PR stuff, but 
look, just show. But look, you got to call it out. You got to call it right. out completely. Right. And so yeah. just to speak about Tony Dungy, about the other thing about, because I felt that he was conflating the fact that, um, you know, and, and that's the thing is that like, I feel like there's use, there's a schism sometimes between uh, uh, us in the black community, between our elders and, mm -hmm. and, and younger people, right? So automatically it's like, you're calling the protesters because a lot of them are young that like, oh, well, you guys don't need to be rioting. But if you actually looked at the videos, you see that it's white people in masks or coverings over their face that are yes. doing a lot of the violence. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so and part of me is like, don't, do not equate the protest movement and those arsonists and looters because arsonists mm -hmm. are gonna be arsonists, looters are gonna be looters. Right. And they are going to take advantage of the situation. But a lot of videos that I saw, it was black people saying like, no, and, and trying to get in the way right. and trying to stop people from, yes. from, from looting stories. Exactly. It's been a lot of those videos. It was some black people out there who was looting, but it was a lot of white people I saw out there looting too. And police uh, officers. And, oh, police officers. You guys saw police officers looting? Yeah. I saw about four or five pictures of police officers with whole Wait, Nike shoes, whole bags of clothes, putting it in a trunk. What? Where? Why are you picking oh. up clothes and shoes and bags of stuff? Was that out here in L.A. or was that somewhere else? Darren, this was like in L.A. Like this. I gotta look is, up that picture. That's wild. Look up pictures Wait, of officers looting. And you will see very recent photos and images of officers putting looted items into their cars. This is what I seen. I seen a newscaster, not a news, I don't know if it was a newscaster, broadcaster, or whatever. Um, she, they had the camera on this white lady clearly looting, clearly in a freaking clothing store getting clothes and everything, walking out with bags and clothes with hangers on them. And she could not even call her a looter. What did she call her? She just she said, um, I'm hoping that she's an employee of the store, oh, um, but she is walking out with so many bad, like, she couldn't even call her a looter. Girl, quit your Harder job. Quit your job. You do not need to be doing live news. Harder I said, now this is just too much for my life. Okay. I, I don't know. I wish I was, I mean, I, I wish we were together because I'd love to do a skit about like uh, uh, some of these <laughs> newscasters out here, out here in the field. Uh, oh my goodness. Look what I'm around right now. Look Yay. at the environment that I'm in. Oh my you know, God. Somebody came up to me and they lit their lighter and they said, burn this motherfucker up. Wow. Most compelling words. Back to you I'm in the studio, kids. Well, I mean, it was a video of that woman who literally ended her video with like, they lucky that we looking for justice and equality. They're lucky we looking for equality and not revenge. And not revenge, okay. Like burn the motherfucker down. I don't care about your target. I don't care about your national hall of fame. I don't really care because if you right. don't care about me, why should I care about your belongings? And you don't even care about my human body. Yeah. So no. But um, it was a great video that went viral this week where people were talking about um, this woman just kind of uh, like summarize the black experience. The black That's experience, a lot of black yes. People were thinking. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a very good video. 
Yeah, like I was. I remember I was sitting at my desk and I was like, "Go!" I was like playing at my phone, and my coworker was like, "What are you doing?" She got us right. I can't even tell you, okay? Because this girl, she is just hitting it on. She got us right, and that's what you know. We've been we've been repeating this and sharing history and talking about these things for weeks upon weeks and years that we've been podcasting. And I think for me watching it, it was just so um, affirming. And like, I just felt like I was there with her. Like I was yes. like, girl, yes, go yes. on and preach. And if this is the platform that we need to like, go ahead and use this platform right now to speak on this knowledge, mm-hmm. to tell the truth. To mm-hmm. just let it all out, and she did not hold back. Okay, <laughs> she didn't hold she didn't. back. <laughs> she didn't. But I, I had saw another video of like somebody. They were saying how like you know this is all you know um, planned by the government. You know they tried to kill us off with COVID nineteen. Now this came about, and. You know, haven't you guys seen the videos of where... Talk about like, Candace Owens? Sorry. No. Okay, that's another topic of conversation. But I heard about her, too. Mm-hmm. But um, they were saying how um, the government is, you know, they planned this, and um, they have, like, CIA agents or, like, sometimes... I forgot what the, the uh, name of the this group is. But they they would have um, bricks that would put bricks down in random places in cities where they were protesting and stuff. Then they pointed out these men that have like the same color band on their um, on their arms. Then they seen uh, they showed a man that had like this like so he tried. Them. So slow down, Devin. So those men with bands, those they were referring to a lot of that was in New York because I was referring to the undercover officers who would be. Uh, in plain clothes in, in the, at the protests. And they would, yes. different days of the week, you know, they would have different color bands so that they would know like, okay, that's an officer right there. Because, you know, it, it, it's thousands and thousands of, of, of police officers that I'm sure that they have in plain clothes. Yeah, LAPD, we live in a police state. You don't think they're surveilling these, the, uh, all these protests? Like they don't have drones flying above trying to identify and recording people? Come on now. But, uh, um, Devin, oh, keep going, Devin. I, I, but I, you're you're getting to other points, right? Because I wanted to add to that too, you know. Well, no, I was just saying how like the, like how the government. It's just like it's like a cons- people are saying like it could be cons- a conspiracy theory or whatever. But I mean, I wouldn't put it past like the government trying to set shit up just so we could be so we could um be destructive in this so they can enforce martial law that is exactly what i believe that in some of those municipalities what they were doing i mm-hmm. believe that they were putting out bricks i believe that some of those were officers or paid people paid to be arsonists because yes. some of it was is just so orchestrated that yes. they're just like you're literally coming out here with with crowbars and things like that to tear shit up like that is your purpose. That is your point. You know, this- now, I, granted, granted, it's it's smaller time criminals who I'm sure you know try to loot, you know, loot a liquor store or try to loot loot a pharmacy or something like that. But some of them, they're the ones who got it started because they broke the lock. They broke the lock, then kept on walking. Like, oh, like look, look, hey, look, look at this over here. It's a place that's broken into. Come mm-hmm. get shit. 
and starting shit out there. You, you man, I believe it so hard that there were motherfuckers that there are people paid to be out there to do that. Darren, it was a I video of a man that was, a white man had passed some money to a black dude and told him, "Hey, go break into this building or something like that." And exactly. then they were doing that. <laughs> and it's then conspiracy is the truth. I feel like people, like, now that everything is being recorded and stuff, people mm-hmm. ain't, we not stupid out here. People That's is catching to it. People That's is what, catching on. I think, I think some of them backed off of doing that because it was, they, we, were record, we were recording people. There were people not joining it. I think because we are so laser focused on the issue right now, mm-hmm. we know that, like, I feel like, like, I don't care if some of those businesses are looted. But I'm not gonna try and start that shit. Exactly. Right. You know, not not with videos and stuff today because it's liable to, that that they're gonna catch me anyway because it's on video somewhere. Exactly. So so I I feel like 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 that's why it's it's more peaceful now because those people who've been paid and mm-hmm. some of them are part of the police force. Some mm-hmm. of them are part of this this these white supremacist groups who are out here covering their faces up trying to start shit. Did you I see believe, that video? I believe wholeheartedly that they've been out there trying to do that, trying to instigate yes. a, a, a rioting, trying to instigate Did looting, you see? as much as they were instigating aggressive, uh, aggression and, 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 and terror, terrorism acts when right. they were out there doing drive-bys. Those right. cops, hold on, let me, let me just show this to you guys uh, um, uh, um, real quick. Uh, uh, this was on Instagram. Uh, um, let's see. Okay, can you guys see it? Yeah. As long as I'm mayor, our entire city leadership is committed to protecting First Amendment rights. And we are committed to the peaceful and safe expression of those rights. We have police officers. They put their lives on the line. Our guardians put themselves out there bravely every single day. I got shot in the head. Um, my brain's bleeding. And no, none of us are perfect. We're human beings. Stop! I didn't do anything! I didn't do anything! I'm sorry, I swear! I swear! I didn't do anything! They pointed guns at us! They're pointing guns at us! We have people mourning the death of this man, George Floyd. We had people capitalizing his death is on their hands as much as it is those officers when i heard him say what he said i knew that he did not mean that they are trained and continuously trained to make sure that we have a model that is about de-escalating And violence is never the answer to violence, even if it's thousands of miles away. Okay, so I'm going to just stop it right there, because there's 40 more seconds of it. Did you guys see that okay? I know the screen was small. Yeah, I mean, that's just infuriating. He sounds like a robot. His message is not aligning with that video. Okay. It's like to show the hypocrisy the exact opposite the disconnect that he's having from what he's saying with what's actually is happening it's very very 
um, it's despicable, honestly. It's like, just say what's happening out there because people already know. And thank God, like you said, Darren, for phones that were able to record it and have evidence because otherwise we'd still be brainwashed. Yeah. Whatever they're trying to perpetuate on the media. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, so I mean, because I, and this was off of uh, uh, Slauson Girl, you know, I, I really would encourage you guys to to follow her Instagram, you know, she's, a, she, I think she went to school with Mary, you know, uh, you know, at, a, 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 uh, up in Humboldt, oh, know, wow. uh, okay. but she's one of, you know, one of, you know, a journalist out here just, you know, covering all these things, I think she works for the Grill now, or contracted with the Grill, because she was out there in Minneapolis for a bit, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, this was shared, I think it, this was from the People's City Council, uh, um, and uh, um, I, I wanted to share with you guys for that point because of just the blatant hypocrisy in which the words that some of these politicians are using. And, and it's just like, you guys aren't even holding the officers accountable for all these use of force violations. Look, we are number one in the nation. Well, LAPD is number one in the nation for excessive use of force. The Los Angeles County Sheriff, they're number three. So you're telling me that on both ends that we, we, we're, we're number one and number three out here for use of force, how excessive that we are. You know, so how dare Eric Garcetti, how dare they even put George Floyd's name in their mouth without even holding their officers accountable, their, their deputies accountable for the use of excessive use of force out there in the field. They don't get training. You say they get trained in de-escalation training. Well, well what? The, that shit ain't working. It's just as much as if, you know, if you getting trained on something and, you know, you try to train somebody to cut wood and they keep fucking the, the cuts up on the wood, either, you know, either they need to get fired or you need to hire somebody to train them better. Exactly. What the hell were you guys doing? Eating donuts all the damn time? Well, that's the point. I wanted to bring up also, too, that police are out there without their badges. Like, many police have a tape over their... Yes, yes. tape over their badges or their badges are not even present. Or they're moving their badges to like the belt buckle so mm-hmm. that it's not visible, mm-hmm. which is against the law. Exactly. Not one of you should be out there without your badge present to be held accountable to your actions. You are not, not wearing a body cams either. Right. You're not above the law. And I'm so glad that legislation is being written so that you are held accountable right. to your actions. And that legislation is going to be, I believe, passed so that there is no longer um i believe it, i think it's a clause daring where it's like uh they're they're not held accountable or they're not responsible for um for something anyways there's going to be a change to the ways that police officers are held accountable and they're just trying to save their ass right now mm-hmm. and not be visible but guess what you're still on camera. So if somebody else sees that who knows you and can identify you, it doesn't matter because you're still being seen. Right. So, and it is against the law also too for police to take your cameras or to ask you to delete exactly. That is completely against the law. You are free. Or to take your phone or to say stop recording. Like, no, this is my property. I have the freedom to record whatever I want to. Right. Absolutely. Right. You can't, it's your yeah. property. Your yes. recordings are your property. So don't ever think that you need to hand over any, yes. any piece of information to them. You are not obligated to do that. At all. Yeah. I mean, and even to, to, to further uh, um, that, that point, I mean, we really need to look at the fact that they need to, I mean, I, I think that it should be str- severe discipline 
you know, if, if they are found trying to cover up their badge, uh, yeah. uh, their badge number, their name, no, like that's a that's a no no. Zero tolerance. No, Zero. we cannot. No, like no, I, we can't even have you clean up the parking lot. You know, with, with that. No, get get out of here. Yeah. Right. So not only that, yeah, yeah. So it's like upon finding that, that really needs to be the conclusion. Like you guys are, we we pay you guys a lot of money, you know, and if you guys are doing slick stuff like that to be dirty, Cut you guys need to be out of here. Out of here. Cut it out. We're defunding you. Know? you. No, absolutely. Zero <laughs> tolerance. You know, yeah, hold them accountable. You know, and that's the, thing. the police union is one of the strongest unions in the country. The different various police unions across the country, they are so powerful, but not anymore. Not anymore. Because mm -hmm. we need to hold them all accountable. Like, yeah. forget, forget what you, you know, forget what you guys uh, have been saying, trying to protect your officers. No. Absolutely not. not. anymore. Because not that's that giving, anymore. it's not flying no more. Because yeah. it's like you guys are, it's, it's like a, a, a snowball. Like, it's one after another case. Like, what the fuck is going on? Something is not clicking for y'all. So, I mean, so I think that is at the heart of a lot of why the protests are continuing is because there has been zero accountability for officers mm -hmm. in many cases. Failure, failure of the district attorney's office or the, or the local prosecutor's office to even charge them with crimes. Uh, um, and I hate to just go back and forth because my, my, my mind is just uh, flooding, but back to the point about the name tags, one of my concerns is, is that some of these white supremacists out there who like to get all their army surplus stuff, that's why I'm glad the National Guard they're going away. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're, 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 they're being taken out of the cities because there was a real danger of a white supremacist coming out in, in military fatigues without a badge on because we see that most of them don't have uh, uh, any name tags on, pulling mm -hmm. out their guns and shooting people. So mm -hmm. that, is a, that is a real security risk. So, I mean, let us not forget about the am amount of mass casualty that has happened in recent years because we have all these paramilitarized weapons floating through the country. Right. All the surplus items. So, yeah. uh, so that's why I'm really glad that some mayors woke up and they realized, uh, um, because a lot of people were like, I get these, like, get these soldiers out of our, out of our city. Yeah, completely because they have live ammo. So I, I yeah. mean, I think that's that's the one of the primary things to think about. Yeah, and in D.C. specifically, the mayor was completely against it, and even wrote out Devin, as you were mentioning earlier, "Black Lives Matter" on the street and changed the whole street name. Y'all changed the whole street mm -hmm. name to "Black Lives Matter," and it actually heads towards the White House in D.C. Yeah. So basically, Trump lives on Black Lives Matter Avenue from now on or whatever it is block avenue road whatever it is spelled out on the in yellow okay mm -hmm. so i think she's a great example of a mayor who's completely against yes. um, a completely resistant to this president and all of the hypocrisy i love it just for she's down for the cause she is a black woman so she knows what's up she's just like i'm gonna do what i need to do because i can and yes. that's what it is so i love it mm -hmm. it looks it looks well, I think part of i think part of it daisy was was that she you know it was part of her response to trump 
you know, right. because Trump came out and said that he's going to bring out some vicious dogs. And because on Monday, he was basically taunting, saying that he was going to use the Insurrection Act of 1807 to, mm -hmm. to bring in active, active duty soldiers yeah. to each city, to, to, to cities across the country. So I think realizing that that's where he began to lose people because people started to see that he, this guy was, was, was crazy. This guy's a nut job. Yeah. You know, even amongst his own supporters, people were like, you know, like, come on, like, that's, like, that's not serious. Like, we got you on everything else, you know, uh, but like, that, that's a big no-no because people don't want to be occupied. That's, that's, that's signs of a dictator, of an autocrat, about yeah. them trying to use the military to, to, to um, you know, to, to make things how they want to uh, use it, using it, them as a political force. And, yeah. and, and, and just to recall the event that occurred on Monday, was, uh, last Monday was, you know, Trump, he made a, a statement in the Rose Garden, uh, a half-assed support of protesters, right, to, to assemble. And then, you know, basically he, later on in the week, he used George Floyd as a euphemism, trying to talk about how great the economy is. You know, so this guy doesn't care. But anyway, after he completed the, the statement in the Rose Garden, they had they cleared out peaceful protesters with tear gas and with uh, with uh, tear gas. Well, I, I said tear gas with, with, with tear gas <laughs> and with um, uh, a pepper spray <laughs> and with flash bombs. They cleared out peaceful protests just for this asshole to walk across the park. So they could take a phony picture in front of uh, uh, one of the churches. Had the Bible upside down. And he didn't even hold oh. the Bible up the right way. He don't. He don't know how to. Upside know. down. He had upside down. Listen to me, blasphemy. Okay, that was straight up black. You ain't never gone to that church. Never stepped foot inside. And the no, church. the priest. The preacher. The priest said that like, she didn't even give an acknowledgement. Well, that was the bishop. The bishop of of. The bishop. Of, yeah, the bishop. Her. Not even that, Devin. Not even she didn't get an acknowledgement. She was like, he's never stepped foot in this place. And he has never reached out to me ever in his life. So I don't understand why he would come and take a picture of the Bible with the Bible. He's freaking, he's an idiot. Well, yeah, well, they, they said that in the past because that church was, uh, you know, it, it's hosted many of the presidents, you know, they've attended, you know, they use that church for, for, for service. Um, but they say usually like they'll give us a heads up 30 minutes before they come out. And it, right. and it just shows you how inept this White House is, this administration. It's amateur hour, always. Yeah, they always. do not, they, the only way they know how to respond is to try to make themselves look tough and to support the interests of businesses. Mm -hmm. and, and, and speaking of tough guys, can, can you believe that Trump, he hit his ass in a bunker on Friday, two Fridays ago, <laughs> after, the, after some protesters breached uh, uh, the security gates at the Treasury. Two bu it's, it's a building over. So his punk ass is going to go five stories below into the bunker, you know, you know, right, right, you punk bitch, you know. <laughs> no, no, honestly, Darren, I'm sorry, you guys, I had to like shut it on mute because they were popping fireworks per usual as we approach 4th of July. But, <laughs> wait, what were you saying, Darren? Well, I was, I was just talking about, I was talking about the fact that Trump, Trump, uh, I called him a punk bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he went down into his bunker. Right, right, right. He was scared in his boots because a few protesters breached the security gates. Yeah, it reminds me. It reminds so I'm like, you, yeah, you ain't no tough guy. 
Yeah, it reminds me of a child. He is a child that just went into hiding because he's afraid that these protesters and rioters or looter and looters are coming after him, that we really care about his life. At this particular time, um, Trump, like, Honestly, you've shown your ass. You've shown who you really are. And I do think that after this presidency, you'll come to realize like you have some serious mental health issues, just like a lot of the white people who support you and a lot of the people, because they don't just have to be white. A lot of the people who support you are supporting your mental health issues that you need to get help with. You you have literal like issues get get help something's wrong with you you're a zombie a lot of his zombie is following you a lot of right exactly a lot of his supporters have their own mental health challenges um i think uh but you know this guy this guy's a loser you know like let's just say it how it is like how he says to other people this guy's a uh, is is a a complete loser you know like he he's i mean and he's trying to look like he's tough and, you know, talk about the bunker. Oh, I was just inspecting it. Yeah, right. You got these evangelicals around here. Oh, President Trump looks so strong walking across the park to take the picture. Like, do you even believe what you're saying anymore? People, man. I doubt it. I, doubt it. I really, I think they're like, we have hundreds and thousands and millions of people who are just out here lost and stuck. You know, and this is why I want to get back to the police and defunding them, because I do think that a lot of the the funding that we need to go into mental health and to changing people's lives and supporting people who are homeless and all of these other things, mm-hmm. we need to defund the police and the police state to go into other areas that actually need support. We are in this position because we have defunded social support programs Mm -hmm. to militarize our police and it's not working. So give us the money back, defund them, or either transform, it needs to be a transformative program where they create different departments that actually go in and support people. Different teams. It could be different teams. I'm like, why do you need like, 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 I, well, cause I was talking to one of my friends and we were, we were, you know, because defund the police is a radical idea. Let's just right. say it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not something that, like I said last week, it wasn't something that even like last month that I would even like, oh, I, if you were to ask me last month, I would have said that's a radical idea. Now I'm, I'm in support of it because you realize that they prioritize policing over everything else. Yeah. And so literally you take money away from programs that are supposed to help society in order to give it to the police state. So you can, so you can have this inertia out, out there, this energy out there of, of control. Mm-hmm. And they're not even using them. What are they using the money on? You see what they're using the money on? I'm buying rubber bullets and shit like that. So we need to, we need to get rid of the war on drugs. It's been failed. Why do we have a war on drugs when we need to have a war on substance abuse? We need to have resources on, uh, 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 to provide more mental health treatment and care for people. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's not how you battle it. You don't battle it with a bullet. You battle it by having them put the gun down. You know, like, like, like uh, you know, so I, I, it's, it's really just something that we just really need to see as a society because mental health care 
is not something, healthcare in general is messed up, but yeah. they treat mental health care with a healthcare model. So you already know it's doomed to fail yeah. because people don't have that access to it. Right. There's not it's enough mental health access. clinicians out there. There's, there's not right. enough access for the ordinary person to access mental health care. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there needs to be a call for more, for more people of color to be in the healing arts profession. And I say that as a mental health clinician myself. Because we also need the healing. And I will say this, that if I had never gone to my MSW program at USC, Darren, you also have your degree from there. If I had never gone there, mind you, I have my psychology degree. Mind you, I have my psychology degree from UCLA too. But if we, if I had never gone to USC, I would not know the uh, immense amount of inner work that I needed to do to be available to my community and to my family and the inner work that I needed to do to heal from past childhood wounds and things that have come up and develop strategies and coping skills and positive reinforcements for myself that I was able to do. So as a trained clinician, Darren, I do think that you are right. When you see somebody else who is across from you who represents the change that you'd like to see in yourself is much easier yeah. to believe in the system and that like you can change. But if you don't see people who look like you, if your clinician is white and they're just kind of staring at you, you're not gonna connect with them. Look, because right. look, there's a lot of therapists out there who are like, who have the Drew Brees approach. <clears throat> yep. Mm -hmm. Who literally may have the Drew Brees, and I'm, tell and I'm telling you this out of I'm, I'm saying this out of experience and speaking with other people about their experiences with other mental health clinicians who may have not been a person of color or may have been a person of privilege. Mm -hmm. Because even realizing, and like once we get to the point of, you know, realizing that mental health care or even having a therapist, that is a, a privilege, a high privilege. Absolutely. Like some people are like have relationships with their therapist for years. Right. Not even realize that if you're on Medi-Cal, you probably just get eight sessions. If you have right. Kaiser, you probably get 16. If right. they say there's a big problem with you. Right. Because mm -hmm. mental health care is just based off of the diagnosis. It's not really, you know, it's saying like, oh, you got, you're depressed. Uh, 16 sessions will pay for it. Yeah. Right. What, four months? That's it? A quarter of the year? Yeah. What the but hell am I supposed to do the rest of the year? That. Exactly. That helps. And then there's a lot of stigma. Yeah, I'm not saying that doesn't help. That does help, but yeah. it's a privilege if you have, if you can, if you can have it, that. if your job helps, helps pay for it, realize that it, just in itself, because you have a nice healthcare plan. And what I'm trying to say, Darren, is that there should that money that was going into the militarization of the police should go into the social services of mental health care and concern and resources and programs so that people don't have to pay out of pocket. So right. that that money is already there for people to get services, whether it is out of pocket, $5, $10, $15, whatever it is we are funding a social program because it's necessary for our mental health as a society. We need to get these people to realize like, man, you have some real work to do. There's some subconscious things that you're doing that are very destructive, not only to yourself, but to greater society. And it's not until somebody who you trust in that quiet space of a room between you, if somebody tells you that you're like, man, Dang, I really, they really, really are calling me out right now. 
Right. If your family is not calling you out, if mm-hmm. your friends are not calling you out, if your coworkers are not calling you out, your mental health clinician needs to be calling you out because I do believe that there are some real people. If you have a good one. If you have a good one, but that's what training goes into. Stop training these police to be in the military. Send them back to the military. Let them do okay. this there and let's get real people who are not so quick to use their bullets, not so right. quick to use their guns right. in situations where it's that, not necessary. That like, part. Because, yeah. because yeah, I mean, you got some scary ass cops out here. It's just like, scary. why are you even a cop? If you're this, if you're this damn scared, but because, you right, because there is no proper vetting process, like, 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 for example, look at those cops. So the update with the cops and the situation because, you know, a lot of the marches were for justice for the police officer. I mean, um, uh, to get those police officers arrested, all of them. Right. So Derek Chauvin, the guy who had his knee on his neck, he got arrested first. But then finally, after the attorney general, uh, uh, Keith Ellison of Minnesota, you know, he used to be a congressman, used to be uh, the assistant chair for the DNC as well. Uh, uh, but anyway, so Keith Ellison, he, his office as a, uh, of the state attorney general, they took over the case. One of the things that they did is they charged the other three officers who were complicit. Uh, uh, and, you know, two other officers were on his back, too, which prevented the oxygen circulation from getting to it. They also found out that Mr. Floyd had COVID-19. You know, they all, you know, so, so if you, you know, if you think about that, the fact that he already had something going on with his lungs and you guys are over here got your knee got your knee on his neck exactly and you guys are on his back how is he supposed to breathe so anyway so we find out that one of the officers it was his fourth day on patrol he was just just in training and before you guys start feeling bad about him consider the fact that this guy had a criminal record and he's a he's a police officer now I'm just now I'm not saying that you know somebody with a criminal record shouldn't be a cop because definitely I believe in the power of people changing, but you know damn well if there was somebody black and they had a a a, um, a, a charge they wouldn't be hired at all. You think they would be hired? It's hard to get a damn job at Subway with a record. You know, crazy. Yeah, and that's just it's disappointing with the hiring practices, the training practices. It just needs to. The police departments worldwide and also uh, in America specifically need a complete rehaul. They need a complete, like, we need to sit down and have some strategic uh, reorganization of agencies because uh, the more you have civil unrest, the more you will find your police officers um, being exposed. And they don't want that. Of course, yeah. they want the money from the government. They want the money from the state. They don't want to be exposed. So mm-hmm. they're going to go ahead and shut it down and do whatever changes they need to make. But I do believe we need to work very hard to get those bad apples out. Out of here. Out. Completely Immediately. out. Immediately. Yeah. And let not one rotten apple stay up in there because it's going to make the other ones rotten. Like, we need to be very, very focused Yes. All the bad apples. Any kind of record, like there needs to be some investigative committee that is put in place for all of California, mm-hmm. all of Nevada. Invest- investigative committees that are created by people of the community. 
okay? People of the community who are invested, not just like professionals, but it needs to be a whole bunch of stakeholders in the room that says, you know what? This cop has too much of a record, shouldn't come back, but we recommend, but we recommend this profession for them. Right. Because we do see that this person can possibly thrive in this area. Like, don't just leave them out there hanging. Offer up some op op options for them. And yes. say, so yeah, that's taking a very empathetic approach. Yeah, it's, maybe Officer Jim needs to be a florist. Right. Maybe, you know, okay. Officer Tim over here with his, you know, he, he needs to go, uh, you know, do something else. Shit. Yeah, seriously. You know? We need to really think about well, how what, what, what about Officer Tebow, who's a, who's, a, who's a racist white supremacist? What are we going to have him do, Daisy? I mean, we're going to go into the mental health uh, place where he's just going to stay there and have some severe, <laughs> um, um, okay. severe like, intercession and to rebuke the spirit of the devil out of him. <laughs> like, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> We just have an exorcism. You know, we don't have some exorcisms for these white supremacists. That's what's going to happen. Oh, I thought he was going to be shoveling shit at the LA Zoo. <laughs> oh my God, Barry. It's your life. I'm coming from a spiritual standpoint, too. Like, these people, like, they just are... Get over to the elephant cages. <laughs> <laughs> these people are spiritually demonic, and it is a demonic yes. that's over them generationally. Just like Black people have a stronghold of pain and oppression that we need to come out of a state of victimhood or a state of, like, woe is me. We need to come from a state of, like, God is our provider. We are... Um, we are, you know, here to be a light on this world. We don't represent everything that the white um, supremacists or people in power think of us. We are better than that. Like, yeah. we need to have definitely the, um, I'm, I've literally just lost my train of thought, but there needs to be something that, like, supports on both ends, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there needs to be accountability in the types of training that we have the officers do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that they, it needs to be reputable. They need to be come from licensed uh, uh, people. Like, I mean, I think the problem is, is that they have some of these people who come and train them. And it's like, you used to be a lieutenant colonel in the army. Like, what do you know about I mean, patrolling civilian populations? You're over here. You're over here teaching people how to suppress crowds. Like, oh, like I, I served two tours in Iraq. And it's like, well, I understand that. You know, maybe you can teach them a session about how to, you know, use their weapons if they, you know, if there is a, an invasion of Los Angeles right. by our enemies. Like, that's ever going to happen. You need to be reputable. Like, you right. have to be reputable. Right. Trained staff. Credibility. Right. Yes, you need to have credibility in the industry that you're teaching in. Just because you came from the military doesn't, and this is actually what I, I work with the Department of Labor, giving presentations to military people trying to switch into the civilian world because there is a clear separation. So yes. what that means is that if somebody from the military is hired to go into the police department and train, do you think, how much time do you think it would take for them to get out of that military mindset if the police is asking them to do exactly that's, what they were doing in the military? That's, yeah, that's all their experience is mili being a military police. And let's not even, I mean, we could spend the whole 
a whole nother episode just talking about the atrocities that our men, uh, you know, who had our flag on the uniform did in Iraq and Afghanistan. Right. Because that that has gone unchecked for a while. Let's let, let, let us not forget that. I love veterans. Thank you so much for your service and keeping us safe. But let's just not act like, like we didn't like, you know, like the army wasn't killing people out there, yeah. you know, killing civilians out there. Right, and that and that yeah, same and that same that same, what's the name? Like, you know, I know it, it, it is it is privilege for us, but like, no, we're not paying your salary to come over here and, and to bring that same mindset. You know, we really need to atone for what we did over there too. Mm-hmm. You know, because that was the wrong approach. You know, and guess what? Karma is is biting us in the ass right, right. now because we went over there and did that to them, and guess what's happening? Our men are doing it to us. And yeah. like I said, I said this last week in that like it's a mental click they haven't been deprogrammed from the military mentally it's still there for them so we need to find a way to deprogram white supremacists deprogram our military men who needs needs to come back in a a world of the civilian life we need to deprogram our police who's been trained by military and militarized people like there's nothing wrong with the military. I will say that I I'm so grateful for their sacrifice and the time that they spend. But it's definitely they are here to protect civilians, to serve our flag and our freedom, not to um, cage us, not to put us in a cage. We are free people. Yes. You guys are not here to not make us free. Like it's just yeah. it's a hypocrisy like we were saying. Yes. It's a hypocritical cycle yeah. that we need to unchain. Yeah, so so I want to just have a little interlude, Devin. I, I see you joined us back, but I want to play this clip from uh the funeral for George Floyd that occurred in Minneapolis uh, on Thursday. Has been the story of black folks. Because ever since four hundred and one years ago. The reason we could never be who we wanted and dreamed to be in is you kept your knee on our neck. We were smarter than the underfunded schools you put us in, but you had your knee on our neck. We could run corporations and not hustle in the street, but you had your knee on our neck. We had creative skills. We could do whatever anybody else could do, but we couldn't get your knee off our neck. What happened to Floyd happens every day in this country, in education, in health services, and in every area of American life. It's time for us to stand up in George's name and say, get your knee off our necks. Yeah, so that, you know, real, real, um, you know, real poignant points that, uh, you know, Reverend Sharpton uh, was making uh, at the eulogy that he delivered at the uh, at his memorial in Minneapolis that occurred on Thursday. That was wonderful. That was definitely good. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. I mean, what, what do you guys think of that, you know? I mean, 
it I don't I can't even I don't even know what to say because okay look yesterday um uh Al Sharpton he had like had a moment of silence for like eight you know eight minutes and 46 seconds which is the time that the cop had his knee on George Floyd's neck and when I say just like being quiet for those eight minutes and 46 seconds just thinking about how long just when just 60 seconds is I was really like just how I just I just could not it just blew my mind like what ha what was going through those cops my, like I just don't understand I tell you what went through their minds that what went through their minds was that I don't care I'm not going to be held accountable But this is the thing right just, that you know, disregard for no, because they knew people were watching, that people were recording. They had multiple cameras, camera phones around them. So, so, so that's what gets me, is, is that you know people are looking at you. Mm -hmm. You don't even give a damn. So, I mean, and that, literally, that encapsulates how we not, have not held accountable any of these police officers. I mean, George Floyd is just the latest. There have been people who have been murdered. Yes. Since in the last two weeks by cops. You know, mm -hmm. by, by other white people. Mm -hmm. and, not, and, and them not being held accountable as if we were be, would be held accountable. The, mm -hmm. the criminal justice system in this country is deeply flawed. That That is why you saw some sense of lawlessness because there, it is lawlessness. Because the same laws that apply to a white person don't apply to us. Yes. We get special treatment under the law, harsher treatment. You know, oh, 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 yeah, this person is black. So, yeah, yeah, you, you know they were wrong. And, and, and I think that is, that to me, that is, that, that is why defund the police even sounds okay yes. to me. Because yes. the police are, that's, that's the, the common form of the criminal justice system that in America that we see is through yep. police officers. Yeah. Right? So if they feel like they can have a pass, what do, what do district attorneys think? What do mm -hmm. prosecutors think? What do some of these mayors think? What do some of these chief of polices think? What do some of these sheriffs think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and mean- I'm like, put them all on front street. I, I Bad mean, apples. Completely put them all on front street, and I just wanted to um, kind of like highlight that it is, um, Oh, man, I lit I keep losing my train of thought, y'all, because it's fireworks going on around here. <laughs> but um, there is definitely like a need for defunding the police, but then also um, looking at. Sorry, you guys. I mean, <laughs> you guys hear the? Do you hear this? Yeah, yeah it's over here too. <laughs> I heard that. Oh. One. But um, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to like add on your point Darren but I'm just not getting there right now just because my mind like you said my mind is just so flooded 
with information right now. Yes, because there's so much that's happening right now. I'm just trying to pick and choose like what I want to say, but everything is just coming at once. It's kind of hard to process, which I did want to mention to you guys that it is important for us to disconnect and to not be so exposed to this mm-hmm. violence porn or what did you call it Darren like this trauma. Uh, trauma porn that we've been exposed to um I was watching uh that documentary that I saw that I told you guys about um which was uh what was the documentary that I told you all about it's um well, the soap operas well, yeah the history of soaps oh so, Actually, in the history of soaps, it talks about the addictive nature of soap operas, but how that has spilled over to our news coverage and how our news coverage has become serialized in such a way that it's become addictive. So our minds are just flooded with all of this information constantly. I don't think that we have evolved mentally to be able to process it, but we're just so addicted to it. So yeah. we do have to find ways to like treat our minds right and disconnect and yeah. Very um, absolutely so open to like receiving it. But okay, like maybe for this day or these next two days, I'm just not gonna do anything. I may read. I may have to read my books. Mm-hmm. I may have to look into some things and um, just focus on that. But did you guys hear on Netflix? Uh, people, the help, the help was the number one streamed. Yeah, I did hear about Netflix yeah. this past weekend. The white people trying to understand, child. They're trying to understand. That's what I'm saying. There's not well, why do they go to the help? Because they don't know any better, Daisy. They don't know any better. They're trying. Some of them are actually trying, but that is the best representation that they can get. And that's bullshit because... The you know, came out how many years ago? But, but right, it came out a long time ago. But but Netflix needs to be like Amazon Prime and start showing them black exploitation films, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Putting actual shows about black life out there. That's why you know I finished that show Hollywood. I mean, I know we're actually talking. This is some talking about something else, but I think it's gonna connect. I finished that show Hollywood on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that got me. I mean, not just that it wasn't like just a, like so idealized, like, yeah, right. Like, I wish that this shit would happen, but you're actually going back in time and changing history. You know, damn well, this shit didn't happen. You're just glamorizing it so that you can put some black man in it, a, a black gay man in it. And, and I know like that's that's supposed to be like, oh, I mean, but I'm like, if you put a black gay man in, how come you can't have he can have a black another black lover or right. or, or or the the the, the other woman? I don't know. I, I, to me, sometimes it just bothers me because I understand that black people are skin. We are fetishized on so many different levels. We're mm-hmm. fetishized in terms of sex. We're fetishized mm-hmm. in terms of our music and our creativity. We're fetishized for the art and creation. And the whole culture, we're, man. We're fetishized over, over how we look, our appearance, our body types. So to me, I don't know. Sometimes it just, it's just like, I'm like, well, it's an entertaining show, but none of this shit actually happened. Mm-hmm. You acting like the golden age, like it was good to black people. No, it wasn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. good for another 30, 40 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in our history books also too, just to add to that, 
are not sharing the truth just like right. Hollywood not sharing the truth are and I, I I partially also blame our trash ass education system in America that mm -hmm. we would have white men write these history books that go out to middle schools, elementary schools, high schools that tell lies. Right. No wonder why we have a president right now who's a fucking liar. Mm -hmm. The lies in our history books have made these people think that they are superior Yes. To the native American and indigenous tribes of this land, to the black people that they brought over here to build their economy. Mm -hmm. It's insidious that they would have these white men create these history books to make people think to be anti black, mm -hmm. anti Native American. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's enraging. It's enraging. America. And, and, and the, like, listen, these white people believe it. Yes. Yeah, that's the problem. I'm just like, y'all have no, you, you're ignorant. That is the true meaning of the word ignorant. You don't know what you that's don't not know. Right. But you have millions of people trying to tell you the truth, and you're still in denial. Right. You don't even want to hear it. Because they don't want to hear it because they, they feel like, of course, it, it, that's just the way it is. You know, we were born this way. Like, what do you mean? How are you trying to rewrite this? His, like, they're just freaking in denial and they do not want the truth. They refuse to see it. Yeah. I've seen a video of this young girl, like, putting her parents on blast. Oh, yeah, that was a great video. That was a good video because she was like, what are you, like, and her her dad was like, I work in the ghetto. It's, the, like, they were just very prejudiced. Oh, I didn't even see that. Very, on Instagram? Oh, I'm yeah. right now, Darren. It was very good. And she was like, you guys are racist. Like, she was basically saying, like, she was basically calling her parents racist because but, but they were like. Yeah. But that's the thing is that the, the term racist, people think that racism is so explicit that like a racist is just a, a Klan's member who act, you know, who actively terrorizes black people. But that's how right. ill-informed they are. Exactly. Because you could have, you could be a, a, a light racist. Let's put it that way. You don't, you don't have to be heavy racist. You could be light racist. Yes. Just in terms of your complicity and you not wanting change you because you're comfortable with the status quo because it benefits you mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, and then i mean we can continue on but i did want to talk about the like site the psychology behind why people are so hard pressed to deny the truth mm -hmm. to be in a stage of denial is because the stages the stages of change are very complex we mm -hmm. go through many stages of change that involve anger it involves denial it involves finally acceptance it involves finally change mm -hmm. it actually involves reverting back and going back to your old ways and doing things and then there's a whole nother cycle where you're like okay i need to change again so the stages of change are really unique and i do see that um a lot of white people who don't consider themselves racist or other people of color who are anti-black are mm -hmm. finding that they're in this state of change that yes. they didn't ask for because they're benefiting from the, the power yes. and privilege. They yes. didn't ask for this change because they're 
making money off of the power and the privilege. So yes. now they're in a state of rage. They're yes. angry, they're in denial, mm -hmm. and their subconscious mind, they can't connect to their subconscious mind and understand their motivations for doing this and knowing that it was embedded in them. They're just more focused on like, I don't want to change right now. I'm not ready for it's it. It's benefiting me. But change is inevitable. And it's just like, you just going to have to get with the program or be a zombie right. out here. At or least get out of the way. Or get yeah. out the way. Get out, you're going to be a zombie in these streets. Like, you get out the way, be a part of the change, or um, what was the other option? <laughs> like, you know, there's another option, like, where you can contribute, you know what I mean? Be a part of the or <laughs> are like call other people out you know what i mean like you can't just be holding people accountable or freaking uh, part of being a bystander is actually intervening when you see things like racism happening yes you don't just have to be a complicit bystander you have to be an active bystander where yes. you're willing to get in there because you are educated we need to change our education systems and really start telling start telling our children the truth. Yes. Please, can we start telling our kids the truth that they come from indigenous tribes, that white people raped these people, not to create guilt and shame. We don't want to harbor on that. We want them to say, oh, that's what my people did. I recognize that I can be a change that contributes better to this world because my yes. people did that's the thing. better people of color wrong but that's the thing daisy like you just like you just said that's why the history book has changed and they don't include all that information why they in some books they say that slaves were like indentured servants or that they were brought over for jobs <laughs> that, that, it is literally them rewriting history because it's not making them seem as bad as they were that throat no, and, and, and it's like, it, you know, honestly, if a kid, I mean, because that's really what a lot of kids right now are facing is that now they're learning for the first time at a very young age about racism, and, and rightfully so, because the like you said, the education system hasn't been teaching them about, what the, about the civil rights movement or about some of these things, because now people think that it's so far removed. Mm -hmm. right. But literally, if, you, if this country for centuries had had slaves, what makes you think that just... 40, 50 years after you guys give us even the right to vote so that we can actually do something around here so that you can take away Jim Crow, mm -hmm. that it's going to be all better. Right. Like, literally, literally some people who right now are in their 60s, they grew up with segregation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, our, our own father was a part of one of the first classes of a desegregated, not, not of a Southern football team, but right. of a football team in Oregon. Mm -hmm. He was a part of the first desegregated class mm -hmm. in the seventies. So it's like it's crazy. We're not so as far removed. It's just like that that they they keep coming out with these new editions of books, which tries to 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 to, to um you know tell a, a distruth uh, um you know uh, about the history. But I know we can go on and on and on. And, uh, um, you know, I think this has been a very good conversation, um, but I think we should just kind of wrap it on up and, and next week we'll, yeah. we'll get to it again and, you know, uh, 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 figure out um, how we can uh, next. I'm only coming out to play. Yeah. This, uh, movement is real. 
the movement is real and um, we definitely have to take heed to what's going on because it's, you know, I think this change, like we're, we're demanding it. You know, we're not we're not trying to turn back to just go yeah. back to the status quo or just let these politicians just talk some bullshit to us and try to say that today and then next week it was just gonna go back to that. Like no, we want accountability now. We yeah. wanna, wanna label who the racists are right now. Now you know? and if, 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 we gotta, if we gotta um cut them off, then hey, cut them off. No, we don't want part of that, you know, so you either right. get with the program or get out, and, and, you know, and I, don't, I don't care, you know, if you want to be prejudiced, you know, be prejudiced in your own circle, don't try and bring it to everybody else, exactly. you know, and hopefully your kids get it so that they're not poisoned by your vitriol hatred. Right, right. Oh, I also wanted to say, um, um, this guy on Facebook named Byron F. Wilson, he has a video out of um, the change that we can see. Um, and it's basically, he's just saying, you know, the black community, you know, we have, he made some pointers about um, the black community just pouring into our own community. So we could have some type of um, consequence for things like this that happen, you know, some some type of economic consequence or something. Like we just have to come together and just like the Jewish, they have their, you know, ways that they, you know, come together. They have economic wealth and whatnot. Like we need to do the same thing. So, you guys, look out for that video. He, he has the plan. Right. Yeah. What was the three things? He said three things. Support black businesses. Um, uh, you have the right to bear arms. Oh, right. That was one of them. So, you have the right to bear arms. And then it was also... Um, Talk about that next week. Protect our... Protect your... Community or something like that. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was some. It was a, a, a three pronged approach. You know, black businesses, yeah. black businesses buy into them, mm -hmm. um, and then also you have the right to bear arms. Which, right. Yeah, you're right. Let's get into that next. For sure. For sure. But that's about it. Days, do you have anything? Oh, um, I just want to say thank you all for listening and supporting us for those that continue to listen. Uh, we are definitely um, continuing this conversation. I think this is an ongoing conversation about Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter uh, has been something that we've covered over the last two years, and it's been a continual part of our discussions and we are very happy to continue the discussion with you all. Um, so yeah, just try to please share our videos to share with your family and friends if you find us interesting or you think that we're onto something. Uh, we definitely would like the support and we'll support back and um, I do think that everybody is just doing their best right now so being empathetic and also compassionate to each other and sharing the love is um at the at the end all be all i do know that this is a call of action for us to share love and for us to create um an atmosphere of peace on the planet um, yes so if we can all be agents of that then yeah. let's try to do our best to do that Absolutely. all right should we start with our all